Hello there, this is A.D. Robles, and you're listening to A.D. on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. All right, all right. It has been a light week in terms of videos this week, and really, I mean, the only reason is because I've been fishing. (laughs) That's right. You know, I have had a hard time in the past finding fish uh, on rivers, like, you know, like, you know, fast moving rivers, not huge rivers, like the small little streams, brooks, creeks, whatever you call them, and all of that. I, you know, I've got a few bites here and there, but never really found a bunch of fish. But anyway, yesterday I found a spot on the Oshelot River here in New Hampshire, uh, and I got six trout yesterday in like 45 minutes. It was a huge day. This morning I went back, I got three in the same spot. For, and it was really cold this morning, so I couldn't stay out that long. And actually, the best part about it was my rod yesterday got all tangled. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go home. This is annoying. And um, But I still had a piece of worm on the hook. I was like, you know, I'll just throw it out there. So I just like went like this over my head and threw it out there. And that's when I got my first bite, my first fish. And I got six fish that way. It was pretty awesome. Actually, no, no not all six were like that. I, I also had a spinner that I was using on another rod. So in any case... Very grateful to get those fish, and it's been fun catching trout. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, In any case, I wanted to do a quick video this morning. So, I don't know about you, but I've definitely noticed an uptick in people that are in Big Eva, or maybe Big Eva adjacent, depends on how you, it depends on how you categorize these things, But, but, but people in Big Eva being willing to criticize sort of the prevailing Big Eva narratives now, they still don't name names. They're still not all that specific, typically. But it is a welcome change to see some people breaking ranks. And I predicted that this would happen. You'd start to see an increased amount of people breaking ranks with the overarching narratives of Big Eva. And I'm all I'm very grateful for that, and I want to encourage more of that. By the way, if you hear some noise up there, my kids are playing up there. It's just how it is. Uh, in any case, uh, I want to encourage more of this. And actually, what I want to do today is... I want to address Andrew T. Walker here because I've been pretty impressed with a lot of the stuff he's been saying. Now, I still don't trust him, um, just like I don't trust anyone who's still in Big Eva circles. Which, by the way, let me know in the comments if you would consider Andrew Walker in Big Eva or Big Eva adjacent. I- I'd consider him in Big Eva because he's like a Gospel Coalition guy. You know, they promote him, they follow him. They're gonna you know, he's gonna be part of that that debate series, whatever. Um, so I think he's Big Eva. Maybe he's just Big Eva adjacent. I don't know. Let me know what you think. But in any case, um, I want to speak directly to you, Andrew, because I think you're on the right track here. But I've been kind of thinking about these things for a very long time, uh, and I've kind of absorbed a lot of the initial assaults and attacks that likely you'll get at some point. Um, and so I'm certainly happy to keep taking bullets for you. Um, but I want to tell you kind of where I think you're not going far enough. And, you know, you could take it or leave it. It's totally up to you. In any case, I want to read this tweet because I think this is very uh, astute. This is actually helpful. Uh, even though he doesn't name names, I still think that he's onto something here. So here's what Andrew T. Walker says. He says, Some Christian leaders tell Christians to downplay politics and culture war. Meanwhile, I hear so often from Christians how they are unwantingly subjected to political and culture war issues at every turn. Work, media, entertainment. Do Christian leaders not see this disconnect? We should equip Christians, not shame them for caring about their world and culture. 
We need to do a much better job of equipping Christians to discern worldly outrage from godly concern. Simply dismissing everything as political fails to understand what politics is smuggling in. The way to theological liberalism in our day is through the back door of politics rather than the front door of open heresy. Politically averse evangelicals who think third-wayism can withstand the tsunami of ideology disguised as politics will find their orthodoxy crushed. Ethical convictions are outputs of philosophical systems. Political convictions are outputs of moral systems. Those outputs and those systems will either be compatible or incompatible with Scripture. If we don't address this relationship, we will let falsehood prevail. Um, Andrew, well said. Well said. This is a very good point. And what he's trying to say here is that, look— We've got a lot of Christian leaders that are trying to downplay what they call political issues, what, but those political issues are simply part and parcel of the moral framework, the moral um, commands of God. And so you can call, you know, whether or not you let trannies go to bathroom, go to the bathroom with your little girl. Um, you can call that political, but it's really not. It's a moral issue. And it's the same thing with abortion. It's the same thing with, you know, welfare. It's the same thing, by the way, with every political issue. See, this is the reality. So we're being told to downplay politics and culture war. But uh, every political issue, every culture war issue is a moral and ethical issue, which obviously no one would ever get away with saying we should downplay moral and ethical issues as Christians. That would be stupid. But it's equally stupid to say we should downplay political and culture war issues because it's the same thing. It's just a little bit downstream. And Andrew Walker here is saying, no, we don't retreat from things that the scripture clearly speaks on. We speak the words of God as Christians and we have to behave. We have to be holy as Christ is holy. You know what I mean? That, that this, is, this is not optional, right? So we obviously we, we get that our moral performance doesn't save us. We understand that. But still, there is the command that if you want to abide in the love of Christ, you need to do what Christ says. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And so as Christians, we're named for Christ. We love Christ. We want to honor Christ in every area of our lives, not only our private, personal lives, but also the lives that we live in public because you can't disconnect the two. It's just your life. So you're going to be a Christian at home. You're going to be a Christian out there. You're going to be a Christian at work. You're going to be a Christian when you're sitting in the seat of the judge. It's just that simple. And so Andrew, Andrew T. Walker here is pointing that out. He also points out the fact that it's, it's very interesting that we're being told to essentially lay our weapons down at a time when the enemy is doing anything but that. I mean, I was I was talking to someone the other day about how I was going to watch a Ranger game with my kids. You know, we haven't watched that many hockey games. We don't watch that much sports or TV or anything anymore. And I was excited because the Rangers were on. It was going to be a, a free thing. I didn't have to buy anything, so I was pr pretty pumped about it. And uh, it was Pride Night. It was Pride Night at uh, Madison Square Garden, and so the Rangers had rainbow hockey tape on their sticks, and they were talking uh, every commercial break about the joys of sodomy and being a sodomite and all of that. And it's like, I'm not going to watch that. I don't, e I don't even want to see that. Like, it's not even just about my kids, although, yes, I am sheltering my kids from that perversion, but also I don't want to see it. It damages my soul. You see what I'm saying? Like, I was just on YouTube the other day. I was watching a... A video of a, of an off-duty cop getting pulled over for DUI, which, by the way, we want to be entertained. That's a good one. In any case, I was watching a video, and 
uh, YouTube commercial came on, and it was a YouTube commercial about YouTube. So YouTube was, you know, advertising on YouTube, and the commercial was a bunch of transsexuals. And not only were it, was it transsexuals, but it was transsexuals doing disgusting things. Like there was a man dressed in drag doing a pole dance on a YouTube commercial, and I'm just like. I don't want to see that. Who wants to see this, right? It's just it's just perversion everywhere. But but the thing is, when Christians get involved in ethical issues in public, well, that's culture war. Yeah, yeah, you're putting politics ahead of the gospel. And it's like, you're insane if you say that. In fact, this is the very first comment that I saw. This is from Joey Aelo. I usually don't call out you know people that are not public figures, but this is one of the dumbest comments I've ever heard. He says, are you trying, are you arguing to make politics prime over the gospel? Are your personal inconveniences more important than God's will? Is it inconvenient that you are asked to set a godly example in a falling world? The disciples lived in a pagan Roman-controlled world that no doubt offended. I mean, this man thinks like a two-year-old. This is the dumbest comment I've read in 2022. And that's saying something. Are you arguing to make politics prime over the gospel? This is ridiculous. I mean, that's just an absolutely ridiculous. He obviously he wasn't saying that, but let's not pretend like the gospel message message is not political. It is. The gospel message is repent. The kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God. What is the kingdom? Who's the king? What does the king do? When you say Christ is king, it's not just something you say that's kind of cool and you put it on a coffee mug, you wear a shirt, Jesus is king. It's because it's a snatchy, snappy catchphrase. No, it's actually saying something about politics. The government is on his shoulders. Jesus Christ is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. He rules and reigns from on high, and he's got edicts. He's got commands. He's got justice that he uh, executes every single day, and we don't want to pretend as Christians that there is no absolute moral standard that Christ himself sets and that we do because we love him. If we love him, we will keep his commandments. If you want to abide in the love of Christ, then you must do what Christ says. It's just that simple. But Joey Ayala over here, he's listened to too many of these pietistic people that just have this, you know, it's a private, private man. We've got to be Christ-like in our personal lives. And then when the transsexuals are, are taking off their clothes out there in public, well, we just have to sit there and, and just be sad about it. And it's like, are you crazy? No, absolutely not. We don't allow the transsexuals to teach children about the joys of being a transsexual. That's obviously insane, and we'll never have to allow that. That's, we don't have to put up with that. That's not normal. We don't have to pretend that it is. And so it's not a culture war. It's just being a Christian. That's what it is. It's being a Christian. When you say Christ is king, that means something. When you say that the kingdom of God is at hand, repent, or, or you'll likewise perish, that actually means something. And so... Andrew T. Walker here has given us uh, a very good thread about how stupid you sound when you say stuff like this. But you see, here's the thing, Andrew, and I'm, I, again, I want to address this to you. It would be so helpful to regular people, uh, people like me. I consider myself a regular person. You know, people I talk to every day that, that email me and they, they just say, hey, thanks for doing this video about this, you know, talk or this person. It's very helpful because, you know, nobody's really willing to name names. I mean, when I say nobody, I don't mean nobody, but you know what I mean. The, the, main, the main guys. It would be very helpful if you could name names because Tim Keller, you know, godfather of evangelicalism, is one of these people that sounds ridiculous. He sounds like an idiot 
based on exactly what you're saying here, Andrew. And Andrew, it would be very helpful if you were able to, to, to name names like this. Let me tell you, this is exactly what he's talking about, Andrew T. Walker. So Andrew won't tell you this probably, but I will. The kind of person Andrew T. Walker is talking about is Tim Keller. Listen to this stupidity, okay? Churches must not maintain unity at the expense of the gospel. Churches should not destroy unity or fellowship over political differences. Yes, we should. By the way, this is the formula, right? So so this is the Big Eva, you know, kind of ridiculous comments formula. So if you want to say something really dumb, the first thing you do if you're Big Eva is you say something obvious, right? You say something obvious that everybody agrees with. Churches must not maintain unity at the expense of the gospel. Wow, Tim, you are... You, Amazing. I mean, this. Well, uh, of course, everyone thinks this guy's a genius. That was a tremendous insight. You must not maintain unity at the expense of the gospel. Wow. Thanks for going out on a limb there, Tim. BC, this is the formula. You say something smart, or not, not really that smart. You just say something obvious, and then you say something really stupid. This is. If you want to say something stupid and you're in Big Eva, this is the formula. Churches should not destroy unity or fellowship over political differences. See, this is the thing, because that's obviously not true, right? Cause, but, the, but the point is, he's trying to make it seem like the, it's, a, it's a difference like this. Like, you believe in 13% tax rates, and I believe in 12.5% tax rates. And it's like, we're not going to fellowship together because of that, 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 that uh, 50 basis points difference in, uh, in, in, our, in our tax rates, right? Oh, I think the Fed should, uh, should raise rates uh, 50 basis points. No, I think the Fed should raise rates 75 basis points. Oh, my goodness, we can't worship together. That's how he makes it seem, right? But, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about things like the government should provide puberty blockers for your children and actually encourage children to take them. Like, we're talking about things like the, the, the government thinks that you should be able to kill children if you want to because you, because you can't afford them or for whatever reason. We're talking about things like, yeah, if, you know, if, if your child wants to chop off his own testicles because he thinks he's a girl, uh, you should not only pay for that, but you're probably going to be an uh, abusive parent if you don't. Like, we're talking about things like that, and absolutely we should uh, break fellowship over things like that. Absolutely. It's, 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 it's not a small thing, and the, th the reality is that Tim Keller it knows that it's not a small thing. And here's what I want to say to you, Andrew. I submit that, that it's not just that people are looking for a third way. Um, what I think, Andrew, and, and this is hard to face. You know, I'm just going to come out and say it. Um, and, and, you know, you'll, you'll need to deal with this. A lot of the guys that are doing this third wayism and, and saying, you know, we should not be culture warriors as, as the culture is out there taking ground and taking ground and taking ground. Andrew, a lot of these guys play for the wrong team. And I don't mean that they're Democrats, although a lot of them are Democrats. For example, Tim Keller, he's a Democrat. That's not what I'm talking about, Andrew. I, I, what I'm saying is they're actually unbelievers and they're actually pagans and they actually want to promote things that the scripture specifically says are vile and wicked. They want to promote it. They want to soft pedal homosexuality. They want to open the doors of, uh, of the kingdom of God to people who are homosexuals. So, not, not so, so, so it's not that such were some of you, it's more such are some of you. They want to, they want to gay up the church is basically what I'm saying. A lot of these guys do. 
A lot of these guys are pro-socialism, and that's anti-Christ. That's anti-gospel. If you love Christ, you'll keep his commandments. If you hate Christ, you'll promote sin as if it's Christian, as if it's good. A lot of these guys are socialists, Andrew, and they're promoting that. And so this is a ploy, because as you've said here— the way to theological liberalism, it's not through open heresy. Like, you can't just say Jesus was wrong about what he said about economics. You can't just say that anymore, Andrew. That used to work. It doesn't work anymore. Um, a lot of these guys are absolutely promoting the same spirit that Jesus was wrong about the things he said, that the law of God is wrong about slavery, the law of God is wrong about welfare, the law of God is wrong about abortion, homosexuality, all of these things. You know, desiring the flesh of another man, uh, that's actually good. But they can't just say that, and so what they do in order to get it promoted in the world is to get Christians to lay their weapons down. Now, you might not agree with me that Tim Keller is one of these guys, and I can understand that it's very hard to come to terms with that. I, it took me a long time, and um, it's not easy to say this. It's not fun for me to say this. You know, a Tim Keller book is one of the reasons why, uh, how Christ uh, saved me was through, through a Tim Keller book. And so uh, I love Tim Keller, but I've come to, to, come to realize that, that these people do not promote uh, the Scriptures. They do not promote the Christ that wrote the scriptures. They promote a Christ of their own making, and they are intentionally spreading debauchery and sin and promoting it as if it's good. That's the reality, Andrew, that you need to wake up to. Now, you might not wait, you might not agree with me ever that Tim Keller is one of these guys. And I can, like I said, I can understand that, and I don't hold it against, the, against you, Andrew. But there are a lot more of these guys that are, this is just a tactic. Lay your weapons down. This is a culture war issue. You're not a cult. Christians are not called to culture warrioring. Christians are not called to politics and, and partisanship. And, and of course, they don't mean partisanship. They just mean, you know, conservatives can't really engage in, in politics. Otherwise, it's culture warring. It's a, it, a, for a lot of these guys, it's a tactic to spread sin. And some of them think they're doing the right thing, but I think a lot of them know they're not doing the right thing. A lot of them know the Scripture doesn't teach what they say it teaches, and they're teaching it anyway because they hate Christ, and they hate his flock, and they want to destroy it. Andrew, here's the hard reality. There are a lot more of those guys than any of us want to admit. I don't want to admit that there's probably more than, than, than I think there are. There are enemies within the walls of evangelicalism. There are enemies within the walls of Gospel Coalition and ERLC and even Southern Seminary, which I guess is where, you, where you're a professor. Yeah, you're an ethics and public policy professor at Southern. There are enemies within those walls, and there's a lot more of them than you think there are. And Andrew, it would be very helpful for you to start naming names, not so that we can call them enemies or so you need to think that they're enemies, but at least it would help us see that, that you see the problems for what they are. There are people that are promoting things that are not scriptural in this church, and you, maybe you don't have to go as far as me and, and actually call them enemies, right? I think that they're enemies. I think Tim Keller is an enemy of the faith. You don't have to go as far as me, but to start naming names and to start being specific with your critiques, because obviously you're a smart guy, this thread proves it. That would be such that would be invaluable to the church. And honestly, 
if you think I'm dangerous, you think it's dangerous to call Tim Keller, you know, a heretic or not even a heretic. I just think he's an enemy of the church. You think that's dangerous? Well, you know what? Andrew put me out of business by starting to start naming names, man. I would never have a channel. I would never have influence. I would never have this stuff if you guys were doing your job this whole time. But you can't change the past, Andrew. You can't change the past. Going forward, man, help us out. Help us out because there's, there's wolves among us. And there are wolves in sheep's clothing, which means that they look like sheep. They might even act like sheep sometimes. They might even sound like sheep sometimes. But they're wolves. You need to come to terms with that because the scripture guarantees that that will happen. And it's, and it's happened. And it's happened with people that you call friends. This is not accidental that these people are telling us to lay our weapons down at the height of the battle, at the critical moment. This is not accidental that the fight is raging like it's never raged before, at least in our lifetimes, and our leaders are telling us to surrender. Throw your weapons down. That's not accidental. And they're not stupid. They're enemies. They play for the wrong team. They're spying out our liberties, and they're telling us from within to lose. And it would be really great if some of you guys could actually mount some kind of a defense against this, some kind of a reaction, some kind of an offensive to get these people out of these positions so that we can move forward and start taking ground for the kingdom of God. In any case, I hope you found this video helpful. God bless. Don't forget to tune in next week on Thursday for AD on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network.